Well, hello there. This is Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, there are places in your life where you don't have a say, and it's okay. All right, let us begin with our tradition of speaking out an overview. What's the basic meaning of this idea, a spiritual foundation to mental health? The basic premise being that you and I have unconditional access to wisdom with which to navigate our lives. We have unconditional access with the wisdom to see a step forward, to see a life of purpose, to see a life with hope, to see a life with um, the possibility of progress and meaning. No matter what, unconditionally, just uh, completely independent of whatever feelings we find ourselves in, whatever state of mind, whatever situation of habit or negative habits or lack of positive habits, wherever we are, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, we have the ability to experience unconditional access to wisdom and well-being with, with which to make our lives meaningful, with which to just pursue a life of hope and purpose and meaning. That's on that's regardless of the past and the deficits of our past. It's regardless of the present places in our lives that are that we are not in control. It's regardless of the future that we feel to be overwhelming or looming. We always have access unconditionally to a wisdom that will allow us to live a life of hopeful, purposeful, great accomplishment. And here's how that looks to me. We, we experience all kinds of moods and, and feelings, all kinds of moment-to-moment experiences in life. And to the degree that we, we, we can easily misunderstand them, we can come to conclude that our feelings are telling us, our feelings and moods are telling us about reality with a capital R. If we feel dark, then it's because we're living in a dark reality. And the dark reality comes and presents not just as a moment's experience. It presents as a description of reality. There's really something wrong. There's really something fundamentally blemished about me or my life. And then innocently but mistakenly i can start to analyze and trying to help myself i can try to analyze well where is that coming from what's the cause of it how do i fix it or how do i how do i escape from that cause but that innocent mistaken premise is that i need to fix it or i need to analyze it all that does is it kind of draws me in further to that state of mind it's a the whole analysis is built on a mistaken premise. Rather than try to fix or flee that dis- displeasing moment or distressing state of mind, I have the ability to be in it. I have the ability to look and be curious about what's true about this, to be willing and open to experiencing this moment, even as it's uncomfortable, even if it's, as it's painful, painful, while quietly and in, in humbly and courageously acknowledging, I know that there's only one single simple source. And I might not be able to see past this moment. I might not be able to see or feel differently 
than this moment, but I know something. The, the, the experience of this moment and its distress is not a contradiction to the fact that life is safe, that life is good, that I have an unconditional access to wisdom, even if it's not, even if it doesn't feel good all the time. It's an extraordinary success. It's an extraordinary af- affirmation of truth to know that I'm always on the receiving end of this single simple source. I'm, that that flow, that divine flow that's always flowing through me is is a connection to a source of wisdom unconditionally. It just happens to be that it occupies a whole spectrum of kind of states of, of, of feelings. Of It feels different. It can feel peaceful and expansive. It can feel uh, highly self-conscious and fearful. It, it can feel all those things, but it's not possible to have all those feelings or any feelings for that matter without being on the receiving end of this divine flow. And as we become more interested in understanding what's true about feelings more than about how to get the right feelings or control the feelings that we have, as we become more interested and curious about that, then we will with greater we'll have a growing awareness of of this simple truth. And and when we do, when we get that insight, when we wake up to this truth that I'm experiencing a divine flow, I'm not experiencing the world directly. When we have a growing awareness of that, it will, it will liberate us. It will, we will experience an expansion. Now it's extraordinarily meaningful and, and it's an extraordinary accomplishment even without feeling differently. The ability to acknowledge this truth. It's a great accomplishment. Those are the commandments of, of, of the first two commandments of the ten. To know there's a single simple source and to not ascribe power to to powers other than that single simple source. Those are the first of the two, those are the first two of the Ten Commandments, and they are extraordinary accomplishments, and they are accomplishments independent of whether it feels different after that, after that quiet, simple affirmation. What do I know about this moment's feeling? I know something about it. What 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 do I know? Oh, I know there's a single simple source. I know that it can't be coming from somewhere other than that single simple source. That's an extraordinary accomplishment, and it positions us. It positions us to see and open to new truths, to a deeper and simple truth. So I mentioned today, uh, today's topic is there are places in our lives where we don't have a say, and it's okay. So I have two two short snippets to kind of, uh, two experiences that I had recently that kind of, I saw it again. I've seen it many times, and then I lose sight of it, and then I revisit it. I had an experience just the other day where um, I made a request of some of my family members and it wasn't met on the precise terms that I requested it. It was a really minute kind of falling short, I will acknowledge, but, um, but I had a really strong reaction. I was really upset. And it was kind of unsettling to me. There was the experience of the feeling like disrespected, this feeling of like, what? I make a request and it's my request is is disregarded. There was this like intense surge of disrespect. And then separately, uh, the, the, the intense surge of, yeah, of hurt, like, hey, people aren't taking my request seriously. But then there was separately a frightened feeling of like, whoa, 
whoa, what just happened? Like I was in the upset and I was very unsettled by the upset. Like, I am I that fragile? Like, am I that, this is kind of petty. I don't know how to get out of it right this moment. And, and that doesn't, that doesn't reflect well on me. You know, it was like a very, it wasn't, it wasn't comfortable. And I just kind of needed to, to, to uh, walk away and, you know, have, have my kind of like cave time, alone time. Cause I, I was, I was a combination of upset, hurt and <clears throat> embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. Like I was it really looked uh, troubling to me that I had that feeling and that I could have such an upset feeling with a relatively small, I knew it, I knew it was not, it was not a significant action that I, it wasn't a significant event. And yet my, my reaction was kind of outsized. And, um, and then lo and behold, I don't remember exactly what happened. I really don't. I just know that at some point I wasn't feeling that way anymore. And I want to say that I could offer you some kind of a technique. All I'm really offering is the awareness that I gained that at some point it shifted and I was not bothered anymore. I felt warmly toward people. I had the option to consider, do I want to make a request about something like that going forward? Is there something I would like to address? And, and ultimately, other than the need to apologize, there was nothing that I wanted to address. There wasn't anything I felt that needed communication in terms of like, Hey, when I make requests, it, it really wasn't, it was just a, it was just a, a desire to apologize, but more fundamentally, there was this awareness that like, my goodness, that is so powerful. I could occupy such a visceral feeling of like violation or disrespect. I could, it could, it could occur inside me so strongly felt so kind of encompassing, but then it could vanish. It really could vanish. And it was, it was another opportunity. It was another opportunity to be, to be reminded that my life, my safe and healthy life includes places that I'm not in control over. I have this beautiful gift of free will. It's just that I don't have absolute choice at all times to do and feel whatever I want. The fact, like I like to say, the fact that I have the capacity to jump doesn't mean that I can jump from the ground to the roof of my house. Uh, it's not really a contradiction. I have free will. It's just that I don't have free will in the sense I can, I'm in total control and can choose whatever I want at all times, whatever mood I want, whatever state of mind. I, I don't. And that's not a contradiction to having free will. It's, it, it, it's simul similarly living in a world that is safe and healthy, that I'm safe, that I'm healthy, isn't contradicted by the fact that there are times where I live with a distressing feeling, with an, a feeling that's barely tolerable, with views about myself or others that are really difficult. It's just not a contradiction. It was such a wonderful opportunity and such a reminder that part of my life is about being at peace with the places where I'm not in control. There's always some opportunity. There's always some measure of choice that I have, even the ability to acknowledge, hey, this is a feeling and I, I have some sense that it's coming from a place beyond me. 
doesn't make sense that it's coming from the actual event that just took place. It doesn't make sense. And I'm not in control over it, but I, I want to live in this world. I want to live in this world in which there are, there's a divine flow. It's happening at all times. It includes feelings that are powerfully, powerfully expansive and warm, and it includes feelings that are tight and distressing. I want that world. I want to live in that world. I have room. I, my life can fit those experiences because, because the, there's a safe and healthy truth that includes all those experiences. Uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful reminder, even though it didn't feel like that at the outset. And then another experience that I had recently was one of our, one of our children, our big kids, is considering going away for a Shabbat with uh, friends of his that he knows from high school. And he's not sure whether to do it or not. Sometimes when he, sometimes he, he's away from his routine, he regrets that he doesn't have the ability to focus and kind of give himself to the goals that he has in, in his learning. And when he goes away, he then looks back and he regrets it. And he feels like, Ugh, why did I do this? Ugh, why did I do this? And he just has this kind of internal chatter. But other times when he doesn't go away, he has this sense of like, wait, there's something going on and maybe I need that. And maybe I, I, I could benefit from that and I'm missing out on it. Right. It's that, I guess they call that FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. Um, and I remember as I was taught, listening to him and experiencing like his presenting these, this dilemma and asking me for my input and, and my response, I was sitting together with my wife and um, and I said to him, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what the best thing is for you to do. But I will say this. If you make the choice to go and you end up discovering that it was really something you preferred to have not been at and you, you really would have preferred to stay in your normal routine, get more learning done, et cetera, like, okay, so it won't be, it's not, it's not really a problem to make that mistake. And alternatively, if you don't go and then feel yourself regretting um, that you didn't go, it, it's also okay to make that mistake. You, you can make mistakes on the way to gaining a self-awareness, on the way to finding a path that is comfortable for you in making choices and accepting the, the responsibility for your state of mind. You're you can make that choice and make a mistake. It's not a problem. Go for it, you know. And and, and uh, <laughs> my wife was very grateful. She was very touched by that, uh, by that measure of, by that suggestion that I made, that we have room in our lives. Obviously, we're not talking about, we're talking about a relatively uh, minor choice. It's not a, you know, should I get married to this person? Should I not get married to this person? Um we pray and ask for clarity in all the choices that we make, but we acknowledge that part of, of attaining clarity is being able to be unconditionally in our lives. Our feelings have the ability to disrupt. Our feelings and mood have the ability to really disrupt and, and kind of disable us in our, our thinking, our clarity, our openness to insight, our openness to a confident, calm, peacefulness that it, it's the instability of life it's interesting i just just now thinking about a, a young man who's he's not yet 21 
and he's getting he's about to get engaged. And when I spoke to him recently, he was describing how just how grateful he feels. And he acknowledged that, you know, people are asking me, like, are you sure? You're pretty young. And he kept thinking to himself, like, well, why wouldn't I? Like, I know, I know, she knows, we know. And he attributed it to this, uh, to to a deepening of this, of his clarity that there's a, a single simple source. The, uh, the ability to live in a life in which there's an awareness of a single simple source that even with the volatility of our feelings, volatility, volatility of the circumstances of our life, the, the greater we have an awareness that there is in all that volatility, there's still a single simple source. It allows us to be with stability. That's what I always quote the Rambam who, who introduces his, the first line of his great work, the Mishnah Torah, 14 volumes summarizing all of Jewish law and thought. The very first line he quotes is the, wisdom, the, pillar, the, the foundation of all foundations and the pillar of all wisdom is to know there's a first cause. Foundation of all foundations, that's like, that's a recipe for stability. A person who experiences a deep stability, a deep sense that there is stability in this world, that despite all the ups and downs that I might experience or that might be happening around me, all of that is kind of surfacy. I'm not immune to it. I can be affected by the internal ups and downs or the circumstances of life. I'm certainly not immune to it, but, but even as I'm not immune to that ups and downs, I have a, a I touch a, a space of non-changing truth. I've touched a, an experience that there's something safe and healthy unconditionally about the world I live in and about my own internal world. The more a person touches that, the more a person kind of gains an insight about how all those all the, how, how all those changing components of our lives, our uncertainties and our feelings that we don't like, the more a person gains kind of a familiarity with that, the more he experiences an actual stability. He can the instability of his surface of life doesn't undermine, it doesn't contradict the the internal stability. And then he can make choices and then he can navigate his life in a deeper and deeper way. Now that, that's a process. That's not something that we can just kind of turn on. But, but what I've seen is that the more we're open to and embracing of this opportunity, this kind of challenge to see behind the veil, to be with the feelings of our lives, to be with the moods that are up and down, and to, to be with them unconditionally, to be with them when we can't control them, to be with them and acknowledge that even as they hurt, they feel frightening. To be with them even in those moments and acknowledge, okay, I'm not in control here, but that doesn't mean that I have no control over life as a whole. I don't like these feelings, but it doesn't mean that I don't like life as a whole. There's a, there's a, there's a whole and simple truth behind everything that includes those feelings. And we have permission to learn about them. It's the only way that we're going to make our, take our next steps and acquire this deeper, this deeper simple stability. That deeper simple stability is what's going to allow us to to move on and to graduate from the smaller choices in life about should I go away for a weekend or not to the deeper choices of the, is this someone I'm ready to marry or can I stay in this marriage or uh, how do I how do I give myself fully to this test or this challenge with a loved one that stability is 
uh, is available. It's available to each and every one of us. And we are meant to be students of, curious students about the truth, that simple truth behind all those places in life where we don't have control, uh, that nonetheless, the world is a beautiful, safe, and healthy space.